and cockleburs in the fall and oh shut up elmer growls as he climbs on his little pinto i'm coming back to the old griddle and i don't care what you half-wits say by the way called harry as he put his hand in his pocket how are you fixed for money elmer elmer's face lit up like the sunshine coming through the rain well that's mighty kind of you harry he says and to tell the truth I ain't got but four dollars and thirty-seven cents. Well, you want to take good care of it, because that won't get you very far in a world full of wickedness like this. Don't spend it on liquor, and above all, don't do much gambling. Uh, thanks, Harry. I don't hardly ever drink anything stronger than soda pop, and it's a cinch I ain't going to do much gambling on four dollars and thirty-seven cents. He rode out a mile or so and then stuck around till evening, thinking the old man might change his mind. He stayed all night in Crow Butte and then started out the next day for Dry Valley, cause all the nearby ranches was full up with waddies. And besides, the foreman all knew Elmer too well to hire him on. Elmer was the beatenest specimen that ever struck Dry Valley County. He was so kind of innocent-like, and yet he was all fired with a six-gun. He could hit anything he could see, and he always hit something whether he could see it or not. His idea of a joke was to shoot the cigarette out of a man's mouth or to knock the heels off a new pair of boots. He was always blundering and always having accidents and always doing the right thing at the wrong time, and he always had an excuse for it that would drive a man crazy when he come out with it so innocent-like. When he missed old Sorg Baxter's cigarette and nicked the end of his nose, Elmer said it was a blessing in disguise, and if he could shoot off an inch or two more, it would make old Sorg look almost human. The boys liked Elmer in spite of his loco ways, and the griddle ranch was heaven to him, especially when Helen was there. It was after the Carson rodeo when Elmer mopped up in the shooting and riding that Helen insisted on riding all the way home with him. It made the old man suspicious, and he packs Helen off to school. He always says she never would marry any good-for-nothing $40 cowpoke, but was going to have some fine-looking, refined fellow that could take her into society. It was about ten o'clock in the morning when Elmer started for Dry Valley. The sun was shining, a cool breeze was blowing from the west, and he began to cheer up and take an interest in life. He rode past a prairie dog town, shot the head off a rattlesnake what had got up too early, and stirred up the dust under a ground owl what had stayed up too late. Then he began to sing, and if he hadn't been making so much noise, he might have heard some shooting just around the hill. As it was, he bumped into the nicest hold-up anyone ever seen. The stagecoach was pulled up at the side of the road. The driver was slumped forward in his seat with his head hanging down on his breast. The reins had fallen to the ground. A young woman was stepping out of the coach where a masked man was given orders, and a fat drummer from K.C. was stuck halfway through a window where he had tried to get out head first. One of the bandits was on top of the coach, unloading the express packages and mail sacks. Another was ripping them open, and the fourth was standing in front of the horses, which was scared considerable. Elmer took the most interest in the last one, because he had a gun held plumb on the middle of Elmer's shirt front. "'Get off of that horse!' he yells. Elmer did. He tumbled off on the far side and come up shooting. The feller kind of doubled up and sat down with his hands over his stomach. Elmer banged away at the man on the coach, and he come tumbling to the ground head first. 
It all happened in a couple of seconds, with Elmer shooting from underneath his horse. The stage horses had been rearing and plunging, but couldn't get away as long as the man was in front of them. Now they went dashing down the road, the rain strung out behind them, and the fat drummer yelling like a buck Sioux at the summer dog feast. The two remaining bandits began popping at Elmer, and one of them nicked him in the left hind leg. Elmer had to stop shooting in order to reload. He had a vague sort of notion about identifying the bandits, and noticed one of them was wearing yeller chaps, and the other had on a big gray Stetson. Yeller breeches reached his horse, and then come charging up, leading the other cayuse, which Greyhat climbs on. Elmer began shooting again, and Greyhat reeled in the saddle. Then he dashes in and scoops up the woman and holds her in front of him for a shield, while the other man rides away. Elmer couldn't shoot at the man and was too dang chicken-hearted to shoot the horse, so all he could do was lay there and cuss while the bandit backed away slow-like with the woman.